Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Oh, bless you. When did it come on? Uh, Was it when you knew you were going to have to speak to me? (laughs) Well, I think maybe it's been about three days now because, I don't know, sometimes I'm in denial that I have them and I just feel dreadful. And then right. and then I suddenly come I'm out the other end of it and I realise it was probably a migraine. But yesterday... The was, whole time. Mm, anyway, mm. I'm all right. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm a lot better than I was the other day when I had my mental breakdown. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> we nearly fell out. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed, because as well, we're doing Walt Disney and loads of the criticism of him is that he makes all of his workers do things even when they're not, you know, when it's too many hours and it's not what they mm. think is best for them. And I did feel a little bit like Walt Disney. He was making money, though. <laughs> <laughs> Although, we've made some money, haven't we? 50 big ones. 50 smackers through the post, a great big owl. I need to invoice Have you, um, Actually, I've not done it. Yeah, I haven't. Shall I do it? I'll let you do I'll it. i do it today. Cool. Do you trust me to then distribute it evenly between us? Oh, I do. Yeah. Thanks so much. <laughs> or you can just take me for a, I don't know, a veggie burger when all this is over. You think all of this is going to end? That's very optimistic of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've swapped That's roles. That's not the Tilly I know. Oh, I'm just fully in denial, so I am. I'm still the Tilly you know and love. <laughs> fully, fully not accepting reality. Wow. every week we talk about somebody and that's it really uh yeah we talk about a a public figure in some sense and we dissect them we start talking about other things (laughs) maybe it's not that relevant or useful basically if you're expecting to uh do anything other than waste some time don't listen to us because you'll be severely disappointed (laughs) Um, also, welcome to all of our new listeners. Who knew quarantine? Do we have new listeners? Oh, yes, mate. They're all tuning in. Hi there. Have we vetted them? <laughs> they might have accidentally stumbled across us in their sort of iTunes hole. But welcome mm. all the same. If you want to get in touch with us, we're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Our DMs are open, I think. Or did we close them after Slide all? Slide in with those dick pics. Yes, Reply, please. guys. Unless you're a fascist, in which case we know that we're not for you. You don't need to tell us. Yeah, we don't want to see your dicks. Or actually, maybe yeah, we maybe do. We I do, don't know. Whatever. Oh, there's some very noisy builders outside, by the way. So if you hear any cluttering and clattering, I can't hear anything. Oh, maybe it's just in my head. <laughs> we're both very well mentally. <laughs> that should be the takeaway from this podcast right now. 
It's all fine. It's all fine. So yeah, like we said last week, we're going to sort of act as though none of this is happening. But then we did sort of derail and accidentally talk about the end of the world a little bit. But we'll um... we'll try not to do that this week. But we can't promise anything. And who are we talking about this week, Tilly? Walt Disney. I've got a migraine now. <laughs> the the big man. The B-I-G. W-D. Would you? Would I? With Walt Disney. Yeah. With Walt Disney's cryo corpse. <laughs> he, was, he was fit. I like his um, moustache. Mm. I'm into that. Mm. Good at drawing. Bit of a dick though, wasn't he? Let's be. Yeah. We haven't even opened the Wikipedia yet. But, um, Shall I read his Wikipedia? There we go. That's where we normally start, yeah. isn't it? Here we go. That's where we start. Walt Elias Disney. Born December the 5th, 1901. Died December the 15th. Oh, just after his birthday, 1966. So he was 65. Was an American entrepreneur, animator, writer, voice actor and film producer. A pioneer of the American animation industry, he introduced several developments in the production of cartoons. As a film producer, Disney holds the record for most Academy Awards earned by an individual, having won 22 Oscars from 59 nominations. He was presented... That's pretty impressive. pretty good, isn't it? 59 nominations, that's a lot of Oscar parties. I wonder if he wore the same tux. No. <laughs> I never get why you'd ever buy a new tux. You, if you start going to like the BAFTAs every year when you're a bit older and you're more successful, yeah, which will probably happen. Um, I feel like you'll just go wearing the same <laughs> bin bags every year. I just don't. I, I really appreciate designers. I think they do an amazing job. I just think, particularly if you're a man and you're wearing a tux, why would you? Mm. Why not just wear the same one? No one's gonna know. True. But that would involve people all being as, um, having the same depth that you do. And not everyone is as deep as you, (laughs) Helen. That's so not what it is. It's not ethical reasons. It's just I can never be bothered. It's just that you keep all your clothes in bin bags and you haven't got a fucking clue what's going on. Do you know what? You'd be so proud because you know I made, I built a new wardrobe. Yeah. I mean, from Ikea. That was, that was big news five months ago (laughs) on the podcast, was it? Yeah, and it's all gone a bit downhill since then because... What I sort of forgot is just because I've built a new wardrobe doesn't mean that I am a new person who's capable. <laughs> and and so I have my hangers, but I've got my bit of my wardrobe where I keep my clothes, which is the floor of my wardrobe. I've just not got into a habit yet of hanging things up. Well, this could be the time. Maybe now is the moment. But for who? Who am I doing that for other than myself? And I don't respect myself, so... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it, isn't it? That's ultimately Basically. the issue. So, um, he wrote, he drew Mickey Mouse and then it all was uphill from there, really. Well, was it? Oh, you're just, you're showing me your breasts <laughs> there. You're panning down the laptop screen. Goodness me. Without a bra as well. <laughs> How can you tell? <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't, I don't think it was all uphill for him. Oh, go on. Do you pray tell? Well, I think there was a lot of failure in Walt Disney's life before he, he had a... There were quite a few false starts with him with his cartooning. He was in a contract with uh, someone called Pat Powers, who I think worked at Universal, and uh, that all went tits up. And uh, Disney had a nervous breakdown in 1931, which was just before 
um, a couple of years before everything started to take off for him. And I was just wondering what your perspective is on failure and being an artiste. Oh, that's really nice. <laughs> I've never asked you your, your opinion before on this show. <laughs> Maybe I'm going to fail in my answer and that will be like a bit meta. Um, and, and then you'll forgive yourself and that'll be fine. <laughs> I think, you know, it's interesting because he sort of as an individual has been superseded by him as a brand. So I don't think we really, when we think of Disney... We don't, I know we do think of Walt Disney, but I think that's because the brand tried to associate all of the work with this sort of individual because that's how humans, particularly Americans, no offence to all the Americans listening, like to think of things. It's like through the perspective of one man and one mm. vision. And actually, I think the real success of Disney seems to be in the sort of mechanisms of the company rather than, I mean, he's clearly a very talented individual. But in terms of failure... Yeah, I guess failing is fine, isn't it? You'll be all right if you'd fail. But I guess we don't hear about all the people who failed and then just gave up. That's true. Just went, actually, this is all a bit much. Yeah, which is most people, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Might be me in a couple of years. I've, you know, I've set myself a deadline. But he was 30 when he had his nervous breakdown, so you've got a bit of time. I've already had a few. <laughs> I would hope. I'm hoping by 30. But may, I should probably now push it back to 31. Basically, my deadline was if I'm not making a reasonable living just from acting and being a general layabout, by the time by the time I'm 30, that I will quit and get a proper job. Wow. But nah. this, is, this year's a write-off now, isn't it? So I should push it back to 31, I think. Yeah, you should. But I always think it's a bit like, this is very bleak, but old people, when they think they're ready to die, and then you actually get to it, and you're not, are you ever? I mean, some people are, but most people, it's not like... Right now we are, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It'll be interesting. I mean, I really hope you don't quit, because I like hanging out and doing this. I mean, I've still I've got a few years. It, I, it's not like a defeatist thing. It's more like a... I can't, the level of uncertainty, well now everyone is experiencing the same level of uncertainty that, now everyone is experiencing, well definitely more uncertainty than I was, but kind of as an actor or as a self-employed artist of any kind, you do, you don't really become acclimatised to it, you just do it and it's always shit and I actually, I don't think there are any humans who do that well with uncertainty maybe there's more people who because of trauma or whatever are more uh inclined to go seeking it out but actually there's something in kind of like all the stockpiling and stuff that i was like oh like it's a very human thing to want to have more than you need because of fear and i kind of thought oh maybe maybe i can learn something from that particular human impulse and when this is all over be a bit more okay with it i don't know i really love um lucy preble in enron when she describes the economy as a flight that you're on that's in the sky but the only thing that's keeping the plane up is all of the passengers on the flight believing that the plane is capable of keeping in the air and that's the economy how we all basically have to buy into it and believe in it in order Mm. for it to exist and I think that's so just like humans with everything, isn't it? And what this has kind of taught us is the most certain things 
aren't actually fixed and particularly in the western world we're so arrogant thinking that we're all like all these structures that are man-made are therefore invincible and I think it's uh you know uncertainty is horrible and it's really natural to tie yourself to certainty but there is something really freeing about just being like well you know we don't know what's going to happen next and that's okay and I wonder how much of capitalism is just that is just a a safeguarding against feeling the pain and the discomfort that comes from not knowing what's next yeah you're so and that's why walt disney in 1940 cut his animators wages because the studio was in a lot of debt and then that led to an animator strike in 1941 where he lost a lot of his animators and uh he hated them all he thought that they were all communists and that's because he wanted to keep on making all the money for himself love the money yeah he loved the money because so he drew his so he drew his thingy he made his studio so when was that in relation to then when he had then signed with another studio i think after the pat powers thing went bad and that's when they made is it Snow White? Is that the first one? Yes. The first feature. Yes. And then that was like a bit of a success. And then their next two films weren't. Fantasia. Yeah, they both lost money. Then he did Dumbo, Bambi, and then Cinderella, and then Mary Poppins, which uh, received five Academy Awards. And have you seen Saving mm-hmm. Mr. Banks? I haven't. Oh, no. it's fantastic. But it's really interesting. So it's all about the writer of Mary Poppins, who's this very British, very sort of prim novelist, being sort of... P.L. Travers, right? Yeah, exactly. Being played by Emma Thompson. Being seduced into adapting her book for film by Tom Hanks. So we'd all fall for that, who plays a brilliant Walt Disney. But there is something really interesting about even the film itself, which I'm pretty sure is made by Disney, is a slight rewriting of the reality of what actually happened, which is that she was never truly happy with the film. She, because mm. at the end of, oh, I don't want to ruin the, I've ruined it. Spoiler, in retrospect, in the film, they sort of show this journey she goes on where she eventually does come to terms with it and cries all the way through the final screening of it but in but she hated it yeah right? in reality she thought it was dog shit yeah mood <laughs> but it was you know a really really successful thing for disney and i think sort of sums up what disney's brand has always been about which is something is very unbritish actually which is turning this character who was very no nonsense into i've not read the books i'm just speculating but into this mm-hmm. sort of very sentimental I was never allowed to watch Disney as a child because it was too Why? sentimental. Whose whose decision was that? Well, I say I wasn't allowed. There just were no. There just wasn't any Disney. I never watched any Disney. Um, mm. My my dad, I think, thought it was a was very over sentimentalized. And then there were a lot of issues around the Lion King, which I still. I think they were. My parents were right about about the fact that um, it's all about inherited, you know, power. And how we all have a yeah. right to inherit the power that our parents had. and Yeah. A lot of the messages of the films are not that great, are <laughs> They're they? a bit imperialist, aren't they? Yeah. I don't know. I don't, re- I, don't really watch, I don't really watch Disney films. I don't really get the... Like, I loved Aladdin when I was growing up. I, I, I don't... Listen, I don't yuck anyone's yum. If you're at home right now and you're 
on Disney Plus watching every single film they've ever no, made. Like, you. fair play. Yeah. I'm currently watching The Mandalorian on Disney Plus and it's great. And Baby Yoda is the cutest thing <laughs> of all time. Um, but I don't, re- I, I don't really feel... But did you watch the it much as a child? Did them. you were you shown them all when you were growing up? Because I think that's it. The nostalgia of I have seen them all. I don't know. Like when I was growing up, I just loved Pokemon. I love Pokemon, Dragon Ball Z. Um, You're on such a tipping point between being the lamest and the coolest person that I know, and I'm never quite sure which way to tip. <laughs> but I do think it's well during this quarantine. It might I might finally succumb to being a complete loser lame <laughs> i do get it i get the complete nostalgia of something that you watch and you fall in love with as mm-hmm. a child like for me that's maybe sesame street and oh. the simpsons and then watching it as an adult particularly in a time like this the comfort of that is amazing isn't it and i do get mm. that but you should all feel complicit in an imperial <laughs> regime while you're while you're enjoying your cute cartoons oh cute cartoons he hates there are definitely a few disney films that are brilliant and i mean now they own pixar and yeah i mean they own they own everything now so it's kind of like you can't hate everything you can't hate everything right did you know there's a whole wikipedia um there's walt disney's wikipedia there's walt disney company yeah and then there's criticism of the walt disney company as its own wikipedia and oh my... I didn't get to that one. It's so long. Is it? I think just, if you're listening, go away and do your own Googling. The different tabs... I mean, there's so much. There's so many fucking weird stuff that we could talk about. Like, did you read about all those, um, like, performers on Disney cruises, like, dying? And, like, going overboard (gasps) in, like, mysterious circumstances. Yeah. No, what was this? So this is the disappearance of Rebecca Corium. Early on the morning of 22nd of March 2011, Rebecca Corium, a British crew member on the cruise ship Disney Wonder, was captured by CCTV in the crew lounge having a phone conversation that appeared to be causing her some emotional difficulty. Several hours later, she missed the beginning of her work shift and could not be located anywhere aboard the ship, then off the Pacific coast of Mexico. Her disappearance was the first such incident in the history of the Disney Cruise Line. I think there have been some more after that, but I will see after this. The case remains under investigation and her whereabouts since the phone conversation have not been established. Her parents have been critical of Disney's handling of the investigation, believing the company knows more than it claims to and has been more interested in avoiding unfavourable publicity than cooperating with investigators. Her family settled a lawsuit against Disney out of court in 2016. The Coriums have been supported by British government officials who have instituted policies allowing for more comprehensive investigations of such incidents in the future and advocates for the relatives of many other crew and passengers who have been reported missing from cruise ships over the last decade. What? There are claims that Disney has more extensive evidence than it has so far admitted and have been accused of instigating a cover-up. That's mad. I didn't know there Mm. were Disney cruises. Are they still a thing, do you reckon? I hope they're not out at sea at the moment. Yeah, they are. That's completely insane. Basically, never never go on a cruise, guys. That's my... Like, they're fucking death traps anyway. Well, I went on a cruise once, and um, it was actually an Archers cruise, because I used mm. to be in the Radio 4 soap opera, The Archers, before they fired me for having a really annoying voice. Wait, <laughs> there, there are conventions for The Archers. Are you joking? Yes, oh my God, all the fans are hardcore. There was... 
And did you did you just get abuse? I mean, I did. Part of the reason for me eventually being recast because I was so unbelievably hated. There was a Pip Archer Must Die Facebook group. I must have told you about this. Yeah, you have talked about this, yeah. Um. Anyway, so actually what was great about the cruise is everyone was very nice because there wasn't the internet in the way to be, you know, anonymous. Um. It was a, It was a cruise and part of the entertainment was three cast members of the Archers were on the cruise and we'd do little, like, performances or teach people how to milk a cow to make it sound like uh, a cow was being milked on the radio. And um, there was an outbreak of norovirus on the cruise. And apparently this the, the crew were saying it's really common, like it happens in loads and loads of cruises. And every single day the, the yeah. captain would do an announcement of how many more people were quarantined to their rooms. And they, Fucking hell. they changed all of the salt and pepper shakers to... Um, like uh dispo- you know when you it's just in a packet rather and there were hand sanitizer everywhere it was a little bit like the start of this before we all went into lockdown where all of the businesses kind of changed their the amount that you're able to touch things but it was interesting because mm. yeah i just think that it, it like you say it's a death trap where clearly it's really common that if you're all on a confined space floating at sea you all if one person gets norovirus you're all going to get norovirus it's a nightmare yeah He'd, he'd really, really, like, begrudgingly do the daily announcement of today, 203 people. He was English, I don't know what I'm doing. Fucking hell. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Okay, I can't find any other people who went missing on Disney cruises, but I, I fuck you not. There is a whole Wikipedia page titled "List of Incidents at Walt Disney World." Stop. So I know what I'm doing for the rest well, of today. Well, here we go. That's crazy. I love. I wonder how many Walt Disney related Wikipedia pages there are. But I guess like theme parks and cruise ships in general are just kind of death traps yeah. in general. Yeah. Yeah. How are you on the rides? Oh, I don't go on those. I have this weird thing in my life where... So I have a legitimate phobia of roller coasters that started when I was about seven years old and I went on an upside-down one, what they called? Loopy-loo, the loopy-loos ones. And I was wearing an orange hat. It was my favourite hat. And I didn't realise the ride was going to go upside-down. And it went upside-down <laughs> and my hat fell off. And I was next to my mum and she said, just put your head between your legs. And I just sat with my head between my legs for the whole ride, just crying and crying and crying. And I got off and I didn't understand why anyone had built such a thing that made me feel so horrible and sad and I never got my orange hat back. 
Anyway, for some reason, it's this running theme in my life where at least twice a year, I find myself at some kind of mad theme park and I go on all the rides and I have a horrible day. I can't go to the theme park and not go on the rides. Yeah, and then me and Matt went to Los Angeles a couple of years ago and I bought us both tickets to go to Universal Studios and it was simultaneously mm-hmm. the best and worst day of my life because they have a special Harry Potter ride that was really fast and scary, but I went on it, I think, 16 times? Have I... In one day? Have I talked about this before? Not that you went on the ride 16 times. Yeah, I kept queuing up, and I thought, I've finally overcome my fear. And then we went on the mummy ride, and it was all... I had to have a big sit-down. It was awful. Go on. What was the mummy ride like? Oh! Oh! So you go forward, right? da 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 and then they pull you back and down, backwards. Really sounds thrilling. <laughs> they pull you back and down. Wow, you should be a writer. <laughs> I'm just. That is all that I can say about it. it. Pulled you back and down very, very fast. And you don't want it to happen. It was horrible. Yeah, I'm. It, then they're simply not for me. I have to say. I I like I like little trains. I like steam trains. They're nice. I'll happily go on a steam train when all this is over. Oh, I quite like haunted houses. Mm. So go on, what happened at Walt Disney? Is there, or should we leave people to Google it? And there are... Oh, it's literally like, you could spend a whole day looking at all the, the shit that's happened. Funnily, one of his descendants is a documentary maker called Abigail Disney, oh. who um, gave away most of her inheritance when she was in her 20s. Legend! Because she didn't want to be a billionaire. And uh, there's a really good interview with her, actually, which I recommend people checking out. Uh, yeah, it's an interview with The Cut, and it's uh, it's called uh, What It's Like to Grow Up with More Money Than You'll Ever Spend. Uh, she is the granddaughter of Roy O. Disney, co-founder of the Walt Disney Company. Roy was, um, I think, Walt Disney's brother, I think. Um, making her an heiress to the the Disney family fortune. She declines to say how much she inherited, but has given away over $70 million since she turned 21. What? Um, There's a really good bit. Do we know where she gave it? it? Did she give it to me? (laughs) Okay. Did you have a moment in your life when things started getting lavish and you realised, oh, I'm super rich? When I went off to college, Michael Eisner came in and reinvigorated the company and then the stock price, which was basically my family's entire net worth, was 10 times, 20 times, 50 times what it had been when I was growing up. So all of a sudden, we went from being comfortable upper-middle-class people, I'd love to know what she thinks that is, uh, to suddenly my dad had a private jet. That's when I feel my dad really lost his way in life, and that's why I feel hyper-conscious about what wealth does to people. I lived in one family as a child, and then I didn't even recognise the family as I got older. In what ways did your dad change other than having a jet? Actually, having a jet is a really big deal. If I were queen of the world, I would pass a law against private jets because they enable you to get around a certain reality. You don't have to go through an airport terminal. You don't have to interact. You don't have to be patient. You don't have to be uncomfortable. These are the things that remind us we're human. I love her. I love her. But it's quite funny that she's related to Walt Disney, who would definitely have... Hated her. Outed her as a communist. Yeah. On the, what was it, the blacklist of people who aren't allowed to work in Hollywood because they're communists? Yeah, well, he he literally did testify for the House Un-American Activities Committee during the second Red Scare, so, yeah. I'll post the link to that article on the 
the bitching Twitter because yeah. it, is, it is really good. That's great. And it's interesting that she's like that almost directly because of the family that she comes from. You know, it's not in mm-hmm. spite of, it's because of. Um, so do we think that he's cryogenically frozen? I didn't actually read anything about that, did you? Only... I feel like it's just an urban legend. It's basically inconclusive where there's not really much evidence to say that he is, but there's also not quite enough evidence to say that he isn't. He was super into technology, but... Yeah. And he also has the air of somebody who would like to live forever, if at all possible. Because mm. he got sort of diagnosed with lung cancer. That's what he ended up dying of. And I think... Because he'd smoked his whole life, yeah, right? he'd smoked really heavily his whole life. And I think he... The, what the very dubious websites I've been reading have been saying is that he, he believed that there would be a time when there would be cures and there would be ways of, you know, living forever. Mm. And he's uh, buried in his cryogenic body under the Pirates of the Caribbean roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. According to uh, what is this website? Biography dot com or something. Uh, Sounds very reputable. Rumored to be anti-Semitic, Disney attended meetings of the German American Bund in the nineteen thirties, a pro-Nazi organization. He also what? he also hosted no Nazi propagandists and filmmaker Lenny Riefenstahl, giving her a tour of the Disney Studios. Despite this, other claim rumors of Disney's anti-Semitism to be false. So a lot of people that knew him and worked with him sort of really say that all of the claims that he's anti-Semitic are not true. But the but mm. the evidence is him going to this uh, meeting. He associated with people who were, which I guess yeah. for you know. For some people, that's enough, really, isn't it? Yeah. Because you're, yeah, condoning those views by being associated with those people. But he did, I think on the Wikipedia, it does say that he did have a lot of um, Jewish employees. Not that that fucking proves anything. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, everyone was racist back then. So it's fine. No, I'm not saying it's <laughs> fine. I'm just saying. Yeah, you're right. It is about context, though, where now you would really not associate with a Nazi, would you? But if everybody mm. was a bit nazi it'd be hard not to... You'd be like, oh, they're harmless. Just another Nazi. Come on, man. Oh, they're so wacky. <laughs> I think as well, <laughs> he's just the kind of person who, it doesn't matter who you are, he wants to show them his theme park. He seems very proud yeah. of his theme park. Maybe she was hot. Maybe she was hot. Yeah, just because he was married all of his life to the same person doesn't mean he didn't. That's slander. That's slander with no evidence. And that's how we get the lawsuit from the Disney company, <laughs> baby. I love it here. It's great. What, in your room? Here in my room with you. Oh, I love it too. Any more for any more? I mean, it's all just... He did a lot of stuff. I really, I re- It's really great, this stuff. Like, if you... I, I mean, I used to while away the time at my temp job, RIP, <laughs> in... Um, reading about serial killers. I'm not going to do that this time because that's going to be bad. But I might just read about, um, you know, spooky spooky capitalism, as I'm going to brand it. Spooky You know, capitalism. things, companies that. covering up stuff, corporate espionage, all that shit. Very I, interesting. I wonder if Disney would ever make a film about Disney covering up all of the people who died on their cruise ships. No. You know how the BBC sometimes report on the BBC... I love it when yeah. they do that. Because they have <laughs> yeah, to. Yeah, I love it when they do that. <laughs> They're just like... The P- yeah. 
punching themselves in the I'm face. punching myself in my face. <laughs> it's good. It's good shit. If it's when the BBC News website has to put down how much everyone's being paid. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> We're really worth it, I promise. The last film Disney oversaw personally was The Jungle Book. Oh, it says here Disney he is not cryogenically frozen despite the persistent rumours he was cremated and his ashes were buried at Forest Lawn Memorial Park in Glen- Glendale, California. So there you go. That's what they want you to think, <laughs> sheep. Wake up, sheeple. <laughs> sheeple? What? Sheeple? Have you ever heard that before? No, I love that so much. Oh, Wake up, You're sheeple. not as online as I am. <laughs> Sheeple, that is my new... Oh, my God. Okay. Okay, well, thanks for listening. We hope you're well and safe and um, reach out to us in the DMs. Especially if you have an idea for who you'd want us to do, because, frankly... We're up for anything. We want to give the people what they want. We do. This is what we're here for. We're a public service. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Now, go into the wild, sheeple. See you next week. (laughs) Wake up, sheeple. (laughs) Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Bitchin', a podcast by Tilly Steele and Helen Monks. Our music was by Dave Cribb and our artwork was by Luke W. Robson. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.